There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to our special COVID-19 series of podcasts, which offer differing perspectives from a wide range of people who are doing their own thing to work through, cope and deal with the virus during these unprecedented times. With so many businesses having to pivot quickly and a large part of the workforce homeworking, Louise McKeown from Magnet Networks offered many suggestions to optimise connectivity. I'm back in HQ today here at LMFM. Yesterday, as I told you later on in the show, I brought you the show from my home. Now, I have to say to you, it was a very different experience for me. In a past life, yes, I have worked remotely, but never in my radio time. It was a new experience for me yesterday, and it is a new experience for so many of you listening this afternoon. Well, I want to help you now because I have somebody on hand who knows all about remote remote working. Her name is Louise McKeown, and she is the marketing director with Magnet Networks. Good afternoon, Louise. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. I'm feeling, do you, do you hear it in me today? You know, I'm back in familiar surroundings. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? When you try this, yesterday was the first time. I do indeed, but you know what? You're not alone. There is so many thousands of us who are doing this for the first time. And it's not an easy thing to do. It, you know, in an ideal world, it sounds great to be able to work from home. But when you've got to get down and actually get it done... It's a very different story. Now, you want to make a few suggestions, uh, first off, about getting set up at home. How should we do this? What should we put in place? So, some really practical tips. And they're very, very simple things. You're probably even doing them already without knowing it. But first thing first, decide where your work area is going to be. If it's your kitchen table, so be it. But make sure it's cornered off, that that's where you do your work and you can step away from it. The other key part is, as quiet an area as you possibly can. If you're going to be on the phone and if you're in a busy household, a number of people are home with spouses or partners and children as well. So it's not an easy thing to do. So try and find the quietest part of the house. A really important thing is dress as if you were going to work in a more casual format, but get up, brush the hair, put on a bit of makeup if that's what you do before you go to work and leave the PJs in the bedroom. I <laughs> See, there's so many people. I know this. My producer Louise is at home. I hope she's not listening now. I'm sure she might be. <laughs> but she told me she was in her PJs into mid-morning the other day. You're better really doing the routine, are you, that you normally do? If you can stick to the routine, that will actually help your day go actually quicker because you'll find yourself, if you allow it, you'll be eating your lunch roll over your keyboard, which you don't want to be doing. You want to be able to have distinct times when you're sitting down working and when you're away from it. 
And if you can at all, if you can get a quiet room in the house, somewhere away from all, that is the best suggestion. Now, here's the other thing. Discipline you're talking about there. Getting up in the morning, showering as you used to, dressing, getting into the routine of the day. Is it important as well to take your little tea break when you're used to, you know, your cup of coffee and that, and break for lunch, etc.? 100%. So before you start your day, decide when you're taking your breaks and use it as a time to either catch up with the family, do something that you, you would normally do at a lunch break. If it's take a walk, take a walk, or even phone a colleague because communication is still so important with your colleagues. Even though you're not physically sitting together, staying connected to them is really important during this time as well. Now, Working alone, it can be uh, a little challenging at first to uh, get into. But communication, you know, and, 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 you know, we're using communication remotely here in LMFM, as you can imagine, with lots of our staff not here now, uh, to great effect. That is something that is so important, that regular connection with colleagues, with customers, etc., it's so important. And if you can, if you can get to a point where you can use a video conference instead of a, an audio conference, do that. You know, you'd be surprised what it can do for people when you actually just start to come together and see each other. Also, it'll definitely prompt you and your producer to leave those PJs in the bedroom. <laughs> and the other thing is this, as, as you would know, you know, when you're in a, a, an organisation like I am here in the radio and we have a, robe- a robust and uh, a large capacity, you know, network here. And then when you go home to different levels of broadband, you must look at this, Yes. You absolutely must. So, as you rightly said, you're used to a great connection in the office. You never have to think about it. But at home, sometimes that can be a different story. So I have three or four top things that you can do to get the most from your broadband during the working day. Great. So, first things first is, if you can, before you head home from the office, run any updates that your browsers need because the, the will tend to run faster than the predecessors. The second thing is, sometimes we can be in the habit of keeping lots of different tabs open when you're doing multiple things. Try and reduce down the amount of applications you've opened on the laptop. All of them will draw on the bandwidth from your broadband that you're using. So keep that to a minimum where you can. The other thing that not a lot of people would be aware to do, but it's something we should all become more familiar with doing, is stop your antivirus scans during the working day. So run your antivirus before you kick off your morning and run it at the end of the, the, the evening or else just at lunchtime. Because if they're running in the background, again, they will take more speed from your broadband. Do you know, I'm and laughing. Finally, I'm laughing here. I have to stop you because I'm, I'm going to burst out laughing. Do you know what happened to me yesterday when I went to the house for the first time? Okay, so I switch on the laptop, say about uh, a little over an hour before broadcast time here. What kicks in? these bloody updates and it says this is going to take some time and I'm starting to sweat I'm not joking Eamon's back here at base saying what the hell is happening I thought I'd have to jump into the car and charge up here but thankfully it went through but the took it took the guts of an hour Louise it can and that's why we don't normally have to think about these things they happen when you log into the office in the morning you go get your coffee you come back they're on a very fast broadband connection they're finished Mm. That's not the case at home. So similar to like your experience yesterday, even when people are dialing into a video call for the first time, log in five or 10 minutes beforehand, get familiar with the functions because this is all new to an awful lot of people. Now, the router is uh, a fairly important part of uh, the uh, connectivity in your home. Talk to me about that for a moment. 
Okay, so the router is so important that you can actually see it. So normally if you're working from home, your router can be placed wherever it may be in your home. But because you're going to be at home for a longer duration and the connectivity is really, really important, we would strongly recommend that you move the router to where you can physically see it, ideally to the same level, same eye level as your laptop or your computer. That way you are giving it the best possible chance with no obstructions between it. So remove everything between the router and your laptop. The closer you can get it, the absolute best performance you will get from that router. What about the speed? What about the speed of it and, and ensuring that it picks up the fastest connection? So two options with that. It's very, very good to restart your reboot or just restart your, your router. That will actually make it pick the fastest connection going out. The other thing is in relation to Wi-Fi, if you're using Wi-Fi on the router, um, there's, a, there's an application you can download called Wi-Fi Info View. And that will actually show you what other Wi-Fi channels are being used and which are the least congested. So you can actually instruct your router to pick that. You're guaranteed you are not the only person in your neighborhood working from home. So if you download Wi-Fi InfoView, it will give you the ability to pick the best channel to take out your Wi-Fi signal. Okay, and it goes without saying that if you are a person in a household who, you know, who's depending on this for work and you have children at home at the moment who are very IT literate and want to download this and pull that and use that, there's going to have to be compromise here. Um, the, the rule in our house at the moment is you've got to be cruel to be kind. There is no uh, children's devices available during the working day. That is the rule. So if you can, take everybody to find network that doesn't need it to do their job during the day and then let the kids run wild in the evening time. OK, good advice there. That will provide harmony and get them out into the air in your back garden uh, during the day and, and let them play away there within the rules that we all know about well at this stage. Now, um, you wanted, uh, I know, to talk to me uh, about, or I want to talk to you, should I say, about apps and, and, and apps that facilitate, you know, multiple conversations. What are you recommending there? So there is a number of free, um, limited versions online. There's two worth looking at. One is called Slack and one is called Zoom. They're limited, but they will absolutely get you over the hump to start you with video calling. Um, there is other apps out there as well. They're paid for apps. They would have a higher level of service. Again, all of them will rely on you having good broadband and making the most of your broadband connection at home. Now, ye in Magnet Networks, I just want to come back to the uh, broadband speed because people don't ha- realise uh, what they have in terms of speed. I'm lucky, and I just want to say this, I'm on Air Fibre. Yeah, you know, I got the Air Fibre in so many years ago. I'm with a di- different carrier now. But we tested the other day, and I think I had something like 47, 48 megs. That's a very good connection. Literally, for somebody working from home, if you're getting between 5 and 10 meg, that is a good connection. That will allow you to do your normal day-to-day office-based activities using making phone calls, doing some video conferencing, and sending emails and, and exchanging files. That will, 5 to 10 meg will be more than sufficient. And you guys have a test that uh, can be run, haven't you? We do indeed. If you go to magnus.ie and under the residential section, you'll see a speed test. Simply when you click on that, it'll initiate a speed test. And within three or four seconds, it will tell you what speed is coming into your home or into your premises. So that's a, a, a really nice tip, folks, for you today. Uh, magnet.ie, residential, and you'll see the speed test there if you just want to check uh, what you're being delivered or what you're getting. And it does, we have to say, it really does, doesn't it, Louise? It, it varies uh, depending on where you're living. 
It absolutely does. And again, if you're in an area where this speed isn't brilliant, try and follow the simple tips. Take as many people off your broadband connection at home as you can, because all it takes is a one meg for you to send a number of emails and to host a, a, an audio call. So at a bare minimum, you will be able to get connectivity, but it's just being clever as to how you let the bandwidth be used in your home. Tell us about your own uh, Magnet's own remote working app. So we have a service called Magnet Talk. And what is instead of offices relying on their phone system physically within the office, we've essentially taken that out of the office and put it in the cloud. So we have, thankfully, many thousands of customers who are able to, at a very short period of time, take their office desk phone or office desk number, um, download an app to either their mobile or to their laptop or to their PC, and to go home and work as if they were sitting at their desk. So their phone has continued to ring, um, and they've continued to be able to make calls and answer to their customers, all from an app. That's terrific. And uh, that uh, is available and can be checked out on magnetnetworks.com, I believe. Yes? That's correct. Yes, it is. And your guests will see, your your listeners will um, see some new uh, options in relation to video calling. So if they keep an eye on the website, we're hoping to be able to launch a free service there in the next couple of days. You're terrific. And I commend uh, you all in this area of the business, doing your best for everybody. It's so important and more important at this time. And I think will change the way we all work in the future. Thank you so much for taking our call, Louise. I do appreciate it. You're very welcome. Bye-bye, Jerry. Bye-bye. That's Louise McKeown there, Marketing Director with Magnet Networks. And I mentioned them again, magnetnetworks.com. The Stoke Gin has parked its core business for the moment to make hand sanitizer, as Brona Conlon, their co-owner, explains. You know, so many people have lost their jobs now. Businesses have closed down. But for some business is booming. People are seeking hand sanitizer. It sold out almost immediately over a week ago. Couldn't be got anywhere. But one company we know well on late lunch, their Listoke Gin, have changed their manufacturing to help us when it comes to hand sanitizer. And joining me on the line is a woman you all know well, Brona Conlon. Good afternoon. Good, mor- good afternoon, Jerry. I don't know if it's day or night here, but good afternoon. Thank you very much for taking our call today. Well, Brona, is gin on the back burner? Oh, Jerry, if I could sell gin as well as I can sell hand sanitizer, I'd be home and dry. Do you know that? So <laughs> there's no gin at all, I'm afraid. Uh, very, very little, very little, very little going out. Um, we Basically, it, at this stage now, our entire production is going into hand sanitizers. So explain, take us back, what happened and how did this change of focus come about? Well, I suppose, uh, Jerry, as you know well, my own history, um, having recovered from breast cancer and... Uh, and my daughter has the gene, and you know we just we, we we know that we're very very high risk as a family. So for our own safety, we just started making ourselves some hand sanitizer that was a sixty five percent proof, um, and we were using the botanicals and the the spirit and that. And then of course it got out, and people started to look for it. So we got onto revenue, and they said, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, everybody's been fantastic, government wise. You know, yes, go ahead. You know, we not there's no duty or anything like that. Now we're we're um, so to allow us to produce enough to 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 actually to service the public. Uh, we've we've been focusing on frontline and uh, things like the IT centres and hospitals and you know places that aren't necessarily always getting on frontline but that are essential as well. Uh, it's been it's been an absolutely unbelievably frightening few weeks. Um, mm. and that's maybe the best way to put it. 
But it's good to hear that no red tape has curtailed your move into this very important area. How does it tie in with the gin manufacturing? What can you use that's in common? What we are doing, Jerry, is we're using, um, well, you see, we're using a potable, so the, the, it's ethanol based, and the World Health Organization have said that the, the ethanol has to be over 60% proof to be effective against COVID-19. So we're, that's why we're bottling so high at 65, just to be 100% certain. Um, and basically what we're doing is we're distilling it in our still, but we're overloading on botanicals. And that's giving um, a natural oil and a natural, uh, I suppose, well, there's, it helps the smell as well, but primarily oils, natural oils are being added to the spirit so that it's not a gel, it's just, it's literally a liquid sanitizer, but a very little goes a very long way. Um, so what we're doing then is uh, we've been donated a bottling, you know, a semi-automated bottling machine from, um, you probably know Olin over in uh Dan Kelly Cider, like so many people have come yes. to us with, with the, the honey crowd and then um, Bunchog have helped us with a, a brilliant filling machine as well for the bigger bottles. So many people have come to give us help. Um, and, and literally, it's an all hands on deck. We're, we're, hand, we're producing it in the machines, obviously, in the stills, but it's hand bottling, and hand labelling and, and getting it out there. How are you faring for bottles or containers? Have you a, a steady supply? Will you have a steady supply that'll keep you going? We've been able to keep going with what we have. Um, we are, we have, and we will be able to get more. Uh, the bigger volumes, like the five liter volumes, for example, that would be going to the likes of um, uh, of uh, Vincent de Paul and, and even the ESB and Board of and those sort of places. We're able to get another supply come Monday of, of those. A lot of people, are, from a business point of view, because we're also supplying in to food companies primarily that are still producing. To because we really need to keep food, obviously fresh food, mm. um, on on the go. Um, so I think even from that point, you know, we're, 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 we've been able to get a lot of people to, to bring containers to us. Um, and then from the public point of view, we've, we've been okay so far, and we're hoping to get some more next week. And the raw materials, what about those? In ample supply and will continue to be so as you can produce the main product, the sanitizer. Yeah. Um, a very, very, very stressful end. The week last week, we ran out of spirit, and we—I mean, we were—we thought we were getting some in, and we didn't get it in. Um, but we have now secured a, a good route of, of of purchase, and we are buying—we're um, buying bulk basically through through Holland. And labour-wise, are, are you coping with the numbers you had there producing the gin? We are labelling by hand, and um, it's it's bananas. It's, it's highly labour intensive. Mm. Um, but we have a GM print down in Drogheda and they're brilliant. Like Gary, you know, if I just ring him, he says they're here. <laughs> I Great. think he's got telepathy at this stage with me. You <laughs> um, <laughs> can hear me saying, I need to order more labels. <laughs> so, but, um, but no, I mean, everybody's been brilliant. Everybody has been absolutely brilliant. Um, and I have to say, like, the support has been, has been phenomenal. Isn't this incredible? Because realistically, with the business you're in and pubs closing and restaurants, you were facing the, a dark space, the blank page. Absolutely were, Jerry, And we've had to close down our gin school entirely. Um, it, it, it was going to be very, very tough for us, as I am very, very aware it is for so, so many people out there. Um, I suppose we were lucky that we were that we were, had the wherewithal and the, I suppose the knowledge and the capacity to change 
so fast. Like literally, mm. you know, Friday afternoon, we sort of went, let's see, can we do this? And one phone call to Revenue and we went, OK, we can. And then it was driving straight into Dublin to get containers. You know, so, I mean, it's happened very, very fast. Um, we are working very hard to to help as many people as we can. So there's many, many, you know, so a lot of the, like, as I said, to Vincent Paul, um, the homeless and all that. I mean, and we've actually got a collection box at our desk for the homeless as well in Drogheda. That, and just, you know, because people just want to help, want to give money. Um, but I, th- I think something that needs to be, supposed understood is, you know, there are plenty of other people now are starting to do it, which is fantastic. Um, but we've had some nightmare stories of people that have been charged silly, silly money for small amounts. And um, anybody, I mean, that's something that, that shouldn't be happening and can't be happening. You know, people really need to. This isn't this isn't the profiteering motivation at all. This is this is keep everybody safe, keep our heads down, and come next Christmas, everybody will have a Lestoke gin on the Christmas dinner. Let's Please God, they will. Yes, <laughs> and that that is the ultimate. We have to do what we can. Yeah, and and you're doing fantastic. Now, uh, this question was coming. You know what I'm going to ask you next. People are contacting us. They knew you were coming on to chat to me today. What's the procedure for getting hold of some sanitizer from Listoke? Okay, so look, the, the only way we can do it now, if it's a business, you need to email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at listokedistillery.ie, and it's on the website. And Sarah is dealing with businesses specifically. Um, if it's for the public, we are open generally from 12 to 3 or even from 10 to 4, Monday to Friday. Uh, what I would would ask is that people go drive very slowly because we're in a business park and that they're conscious that we are, you know, that we're staff as well and that we need to keep our two metres to be able to serve people and that we have limited volumes that we can only ever have ready on any given day, but we will continuously ongoing have more. So people and just are reminding, to come to the distillery. Yeah, well, just remind people where you are. Sorry, we are in uh, Tenure Business Park near Monaster Boys. So that's where Listoke is. But again, we say yeah. to people, I saw the scenes last night with McDonald's before they closed. Oh, and I oh, just yeah. don't want to go into that because that was mm-hmm. complete lunacy and idiocy, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't cope if you were inundated with people. People have to be respectful. Take their time, as you say, and you'll mm-hmm. do your best to get to everybody. Yes. And actually, you know, Jerry, when I am talking to you, oh, I'll just turn on the radio. Sorry. And it's, that's me sitting as long as it's on LMFM, you're all right. It is actually. I heard my voice from looking going, whoop! <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my new office in the car. That's why I'm at. <laughs> Go on. Things. What are we going to say there? I'm going to say, Jerry. anybody that's local will know, and if you know Tenure, the best thing to do is to park at the chapel there or at the school and walk around to us. Okay. And that way, good advice. much easier and much safer and there's less numbers. And that we're not dealing with traffic as well. Now, we have a couple of the local lads have come down today to help us out and they will be here, you know, the next couple of days. But, you know, really, people just have to be sensible. There is enough to go around. Everybody will get a bit and everybody can get more when they need it. The other side of it all is keep washing your hands. Yeah. Sanitizer isn't the be all and end all. You have to wash your hands every every 20 minutes for 20 seconds, you know, and just go with happy birthday to you and get and get your ha- keep your hands clean. And the website again for Listoke? It's listokedistillery.ie. 
Brona, keep up the great work. Congratulations to you and all the business people who've come together to make this happen. You're doing great. And uh, I just am so admiring of everybody and the cooperation that's happening at the moment. Thank you for taking our call. Fantastic. I have to say, I have to say it myself. There's so many people working so hard and thank you to everybody. Thank you indeed. Thanks, Brona. Talk to you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. 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 That's Brona Conlon there from Listoke Distillery. Heritage Potato and Vegetable Suppliers Ballamakenny Farm lost the bulk of their business overnight. However, innovator Maria Flynn never rests on her laurels. Maria Flynn from Ballamakenny Farm. How's the form? Hello, Jerry. I'm good. How are you? I'm grand. Thank you very much indeed. We're actually not physically too far apart this afternoon. I can sense your presence. <laughs> I wish. Anyway, thank you for taking our call today. You've come up with something a little different that's been on your mind for a while. Tell us how you've had to rejig with this whole COVID thing. Well, look, I suppose it's not the first time, Jerry. I've had to rethink the business. So um, we were planning on opening a small farm shop in a couple of months' time called Spud Shack, uh, where we, at the weekends we will sell potatoes we grow on the farm to the public. We're just uh, cleaning out an old um, dairy shed here and, you know, just taking our time at it and planning for it. And when this hit us all like a bombshell last weekend, I decided maybe I'd do a pop-up version. And uh, I put it out on my social media and said I was doing it before I told my husband. (laughs) 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 I didn't give him time to think about it. And, uh, yeah, we got it up and running in about six hours. Really? As yeah. fast as that. <laughs> so this has been brought forward. Necessity is the mother of invention. And here you are, you're firing ahead with it. Explain to everybody the impact of what's happened and the restaurant and hospitality closures on yourselves. Okay, well, the, the Ballamakenny Farm Heritage and Speciality Potatoes is my business. And it is purely, purely dependent on what we would call food service industry. So that is the hotels, the restaurants, cafes, um, that, you know, chefs, that business. Uh, we are only in one shop in Ireland on any kind of regular basis, and that's Ardkeen Stores in Waterford. And even they buy through one of my food service wholesalers. So my whole business, like like a lot of people, I'm not the only one in this boat, I'm very aware of that, but my, my whole business stopped as soon as the restaurant started to close. So it was quite serious, um, an impact for my, for my business. And having taken the last five years so steadily and carefully to, to nurture it, and uh, you've been part of that with me, Jerry, over the years. You, you've seen it growing and developing. I'm really proud of it, and... You know, it's a bit, you know, it's, it's, it's awful. It's just awful what's happening at the moment. Yeah, and, you know, we, we thought we were hit with something enormous when the financial crash happened. And I have been with you and I've in, enjoyed talking to you over the years and seeing you develop. And by God, you've built something marvellous, along with a lot of other producers, we have to say, in the Boyne Valley area. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Your speciality are these uh, heritage potatoes, Violetta, Red Emily, Mayan Gold, Pink Fair Apple, etc. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. consumers, as you know, are just reared on a diet mostly of roosters today and, and a couple of other varieties as well. What's the early doors reception been like for the heritage 
varieties from ordinary Joe subs? Uh, look, if you'd have been, you wouldn't have been allowed to, but if you'd have been sitting in my shack with me this week, it would do your heart the power of good. I wasn't expecting um, what's happened. People are being really supportive. We have some rooster there too, and um, you know, I thought people will, will more or less, they'll want the rooster, and I'll maybe try and you know, encourage them to take a sample of, of my potatoes away to try. I thought that's the way it would go, but mm. not at all. They're coming and they're saying, no, we want your potatoes and give us a mixed bag. We'll take a bit of everything and we'll try them out and see what we think. And move. And and apart from that, some of them are putting, <laughs> putting up pictures on the Facebook or whatever of the dishes they're cooking with them. So it's like, it's like, um, I'm back to dealing with my chefs again. Do you know what I mean? It's quite, yes. it's quite surreal, really. It's, it's, I can't explain it to you. I just can't. And some of them come; they don't have a clue. They don't know anything about the potatoes, so they're asking a couple of questions or whatever. But they just want to support the business, and that means the world to me. It really, really does. Because really and truly, um, my business with the chefs is nationwide, from Belfast down to Cork. Um, and probably, you know, not very many restaurants in Louth would would mm. um, use our potatoes. Uh, the lime kiln and, Sco- and scholars certainly would, but not a huge amount, you know. Yeah. Um, so to get this support from my own hometown is amazing. It's incredible to me. Can't believe it. Well, here you are. You're going to o- open up a whole new. Uh, audience uh, and and gastron- gastronomy, uh, should I say, for these heritage potatoes because I love them and you know um, people as they get a taste for them, I'm sure uh, they're going to come back looking for more and more. So how will uh, your shack operate or how does it operate? Explain. Okay, so you know this is a moving target for all of us. We're all listening to the news, taking the advice as it comes and got to take it so seriously and I certainly take it really seriously um, so it, it, <laughs> the spud shack is a garden shed at the entrance to our farm at the moment and I'm in there on my own, there's nobody else allowed in there and we have a, a two metre, you know, a, li- a painted line on the concrete outside, so luckily enough we have a really wide entrance to our farmyard and a big yard, so we're lucky that way so the cars come driving in and they turn around and they park up at the yellow line and we have a talk, me from my shack, they <laughs> from their car. We have a talk about the potatoes and what they might like to try and I bag them up and I open the boot. I even use the, you know, the antibacterial wipes on them open and I close the doors on their cars and stuff. And um, I put the potatoes into the, into the car for them and we have a contactless paying things so they don't even have to tap their card they can just tell me their card details mm. the window and I can I can type it in so we really have no contact we really are using the two meter rule really seriously and my customers don't get out of their car that's basically it they don't leave their car okay and you're on the Ballymckenney road we're at Ballymckenney cross yeah at the cross just at the cross there and it's uh, yeah. signposted you don't take the turn when you come to the cross coming out of Drogheda you're just the Drogheda side of the cross is that it the yard in just there the yard in there just the Drogheda side okay. of the cross okay. if you're coming from Drogheda we're on the right hand side Jeez, you have everything on Ballymckenney road you have egg machines you have spud shacks I just, now I was just going to say that just um, you know I don't, I'm no good with distances but less than a mile from me there is 
Ollie Hoy's egg machine, mm. um, which we, we use regularly anyway. But I'm telling all of my customers that come here, do you know what I mean, that there's an egg machine up the road. And um, also on the Sheetland Road, there is... Um, on the Sheetland Road, there is a machine for your potatoes as well. So, mm, mm. so it's yeah. well catered for, for people who don't want to come into contact and abide by the rules and do everything uh, properly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people are coming and, you know, a little bit afraid of going to the supermarket, so they're trying to shop in smaller shops locally. Um, look, it's good news. I mean, there's silver linings uh, to do with all of this. I mean, I, I was hoping you'd have me on your radio show when I opened Spud Shack, but I didn't want it under these circumstances. I know. You know, it's, it's um, you know, it, look, what's happening is lovely here. There's a, there's a little bubble, I suppose, with the Spud Shack that I'm in, and it's lovely, but I'm so sad. I'm just so sad for what's happening at the moment. But uh, obviously my, my area, if you like, is with the chefs and the restaurants and the cafes, although I know it's affecting everybody, but to see these chefs that opened their own restaurants and it's not an easy thing to do and um, you know my heart is just my heart is just with them it really 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 is and I do believe we'll all come out of this and I'm hoping that this goodwill that we're all experiencing and you know this this more local thing going on I'm hoping we remember it all of us me included and when we are out of this you know to take something with us so we've, we've learned something from it would be really good Hear, hear, Maria Flynn. Let's leave it there today. The Spud Shack is open for business on Ballamacenny Road. Talk okay. to you soon. Safely. Safely Take open. Take care. Take care, Maria. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ventilators are lifesavers, but they're in short supply. Local firm Belurgan Engineering have stepped up to the mark, as their CEO Stephen Hogg explains. Now, there are so many businesses pivoting at the moment to help the fight against COVID-19. And one of those is Belurgan Engineering in North Loud. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by their CEO, Stephen Hogg. Afternoon, Stephen. Hi, Jerry. Very nice having me on the phone. And nice to talk to you today. And may I say before we begin, well done to all of you in Belurgan. Will you tell our listeners today, you supply a company called Medtronic in Galway with what? Well, with all the metal parts in Medtronic's uh, acute ventilators that they make worldwide. So ventilators, as we know at this stage, Stephen, are lifesavers and there are just not enough of them in this country and the world at the minute to cope with this. So how many would, in a normal, say, can you tell me in an annual basis, how many uh, items or how many parts or whatever, wherever you break it down, would you supply to Medtronic? We'd make, Jerry, probably between five and 6,000 sets a year. And Medtronic came to us um, a while ago asking if we could increase that. First, they asked us to double it, and then they asked us to multiply that by six. So we're going to go from probably five to 6,000 a year to around thirty-three to 34,000 a year. And the idea is to be at that level of run rate by end of June. Wow, that's all I can say. I'm astounded. But here's the thing. You obviously have other strings to your bow and other aspects to your business, so what's happened there with those customers? Yeah, so actually that's probably the most difficult part of all of this in many ways, um, at least initially, I think, because we probably spent, I don't know, many, many years building up other customers in other industries, mostly regulated industries, and we've had to turn around to each of them and say that we're unable to support them going forward, um, at least in the interim, while we expand our production. Um, and that was a tough call. 
and with and our board, our family board reflected on it. And I suppose at the end of the day, we kind of decided, well, we shouldn't really be asking our loyal workforce to come to work, um, you know, to make other parts and then say critical parts for acute care ventilators. So in one sense, the decision was kind of made for us, I think. But uh, it was a tough decision to take. And we've had an incredible response from other customers as well. So customers have basically said to you in Belargan that we understand what you're doing. We understand this complete change of focus. And did they say to you that, you know, when this does turn round, and when, as you say, whenever that is, six months, a year, two years, will they be there for you? Or will you have to go chasing them again and new business? Well, I'd like to think they'll be there for us, but I've no doubt we'll have to chase some. But, but all of them understood the position that we had taken. Um, all of them said, you know, when you're ready, please come back and talk to us. We really want to talk to you again. So I think that gives all of us, including our very loyal workforce, something really to look forward to, that it isn't just going to come to a shuddering halt in whatever time period it may be going forward. Isn't that just so heartening? And back to your workforce, um, the numbers you employ, unlike so many, sadly, who've had to lay off everybody, you've expanded. Uh, yes, we've been slowly increasing over the years. Probably before all this uh, blew up, it was probably about 115 people. And we're now at 125. That's only about three weeks later. And we'll probably be closer to 145 by the time this all kind of uh, flattens off. Um, but it is amazing. And, you know, at a time particularly, Jerry, when, when people are being asked to, to stay at home and, and not go to work, I think it's absolutely amazing that, that people are prepared to come out and, frankly, act like a frontline worker. Mm. And life-saving with the components that go to Medtronic to uh, finish the job off and providing the ventilators. Can you give me a feel for, uh, you know, when, when you do your piece in Belorgan and then it goes to Medtronic and ultimately a ventilator is produced, what's the, the, the lead-in and the time frame there? Well, what they've said to us, and that's really why I think they're so keen to, to push the ramp so hard, is that within about two weeks of them receiving the parts from us, we probably make, I don't know, something like 100 different parts that go into each ventilator. By the time they, they receive that suite of parts, uh, it'll be used, the actual ventilator will be used on a patient somewhere in the world within a fortnight, which I think is incredible. That is really making a difference in a practical sense in a speedy fashion. Oh my, talk about an uplifting conversation I'm having at the moment with you. It's, it's, it's great. It really is a great, great story. So for the future, this is your total focus now. And the other side of things is, I know what you turn out and said to Medtronic, send on to Medtronic, Medtronic. Um, what about your suppliers, the people who supply you with what you need? How is that end? of the chain performing yes and actually that's one of the most difficult parts of all of this it's quite a complex supply chain um that's typical of these regulated kind of products um so it's not just raw material suppliers who have been fantastic and they are all over the world um but it's also closer to home um you know we have even the esb louth county council i've already mentioned our fabulous workforce and our very loyal customers but also um, the state agency enterprise ireland who look after small medium enterprises like ourselves They've all been super at supporting us. Um, but no, it's, it's very, very complicated. And just say one thing, Jerry. once we've made everything, all these different components, they generally have to go to um, another supplier to be finished off, anodized, or plated in some kind of way to make them function well. Um, and that's another challenge, because each of those businesses has also had to ramp up. So it's, it's quite a coordination, I can tell you. It's a fantastic coming together of so many aspects to produce ultimately 
a ventilator and thousands upon thousands of ventilators that are being craved all over the world at this time. It's marvellous. And you are a key link in the chain at Belurgan. Of course, the Carroll family uh, were the people who founded the business and are the shareholders. We say well done to them. Well done to your employees, your workforce, Stephen. Well done to them. And on both sides of the supply chain, back and forward, everybody doing a wonderful job. Congratulations to you. Thank you very much, Jerry. Really appreciate the acknowledgement. Everyone really appreciates it. Thanks so much. Not at all. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Stephen Hogg, CEO of Belurgan Engineering. There you are. You see? You know something? When the chips are down. That's it for now, but do check out our other COVID-19 special podcasts. And be sure to join us each afternoon for Late Lunch from 1.30 on your station, LMFM. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.